Take my hand Take my little hand Walk with me And if you can Understand I didn't plan For this road I'm on But here I stand Hello, you're listening to the Sweet Baby O Podcast. I'm Lynn Browder, and I have a son, Owen, who has autism. And this is about our journey, mostly about my emotions, but it's about our journey with autism. We have had a roller coaster couple of days. Owen um, went to therapy on Thursday and he got sick and by Friday he was very sick so I took him to his doctor and uh, he had an infection so she gave him some antibiotics. Anytime he is sick that is an up and down roller coaster for us. He doesn't like being out of his routine and that meant he would be missing school he would be missing his Saturday activities like bowling and church and everything else in between and that just throws him off uh, completely and the routine is what he thrives in he truly needs that routine to be able to do and just it helps him with his everyday structure and what he can accomplish and knowing what's coming up. It's kind of, again, one of those roller coaster things as well, because trying to keep him happy when his routine is so far gone and yet trying to help him learn that, you know, every day life changes. There's nothing consistent except change. And so when you're looking at his routine, and I try so hard to keep him in that same thing, you know, every day or once through the week, he's doing these activities and he's doing these activities. It really helps him to be able to focus on everyday life. It's hard, though, because as soon as something like a sickness comes into play, then it changes all of those moments in time. And he goes back and forth on how that routine or lack of routine changes everything for him. And that is what happened over the weekend. He got really upset and the repetitive behaviors become even more repetitive and the needs, the wants, the desires, they're all there. They're all at that point where he wants to talk about them and the way that he can talk about them. We have been working with him for years on how to say something, mean it, and then move on. So one and done, say the words and then move on. 
This is hard for him because he wants to go back through all of the details, all of the details that keep him rooted in that routine. It's good and it's hard because helping him with his routine then moves him forward and he's able to look at it and go, okay, well, today's the day I'm doing this and tomorrow's the day I'm doing this. But he gets stuck in the loop. And so even though we've accomplished the fact that tomorrow these activities are happening and then in two days these activities and so forth and so on, he then wants to reiterate and reiterate and go over and go over and reiterate and go over and reiterate all of those same words and same reactions through all of it to, to the extent that he's trying to process it and then say what he wants to do, say what he thinks we're doing. And the problem is he then changes it because he is looking at the meaning of life, what's going on in his world. And then he tries to get me to say something different or focus on, you know, something that isn't necessarily happening. And so we will be on this, you know, repetitive moment where he's saying he wants to go to school or he wants to do this activity. And then he throws something in there and it catches me off guard where I am still on the one behavior and I'm trying to address that. And he throws me off with something else and I'm trying to figure out how to answer the one, not upset him with the second thing and figure out how do I come back to the middle. And, you know, I don't always have the answers on how to, I, I don't even begin to know how to stop the re- repetitive behaviors. There's rules, there's regulations, there's way to, to proceed with it. There's all of the ways, all of the things, all of the studies. But when you're in the moment of those repetitive behaviors, that all goes out the window because you're trying to keep the meltdown from help happening, the squealing, the screaming, the pulling of hair, the meltdown that is happening, all because you've said the wrong thing at the wrong time when you're answering the wrong question that you should be stopping the repetitive behavior at some point and knowing how to do it. I breathe. I breathe. I breathe. Because it's a lot. You don't know what it is and what's happening until you're 10 spaces behind what's happening and you don't even know how to catch up or you don't even know how to go back or forward. And that's where I'm left a lot because I, you know, don't know how to answer those questions or to move through what he's saying to stop the momentum of him continuing to go through the routine. It's difficult when you know there's a way around this. There's a way to help him through it. 
And he just wants control over a situation. He just wants to make sure that he knows how to handle a situation. But yet, I really don't know how to handle it myself. I don't know how to get him to stop the behavior without it being a pressure point for him, without it being, you know, setting in emotion to the next point. And that's the hardest thing for me because it is hard on him. It's really hard on him to not be in the routine. And it's extremely hard for him to not talk about being in the routine. I have many people that are helping me try to figure it out. He goes to therapies, therapists. He goes to numerous doctors. We have numerous other people in our lives trying to help me help him to go through the process. But again, when you are in the thick of those moments, when you are trying to, you know, get through something and you're doing, you know, 10 other things, you're cooking dinner, or you're getting ready to, to take him to school or, or pick him up or, or therapy or any of the, any of the things. When he starts down this trail, all you want to do is prevent the meltdown. And so I don't answer everything correctly. I don't know how to stop my own behaviors when I'm trying to help him because you get to the point where you're trained to stop the meltdown. Your brain says, stop the screaming, stop the squealing, stop the, you know, the, the hitting, the meltdowns, the floor, the, the rolling, the whatever it is. All you want to do is backtrack from that so that he is calm because meltdowns break my heart <laughs> can last for hours, days. He can go back and think about something that happened during one of his meltdowns or what caused one of his meltdowns and spiral right back into it again. And so you're on pins and needles, needles and pins, pins and needles, needles and pins, trying to project, trying to figure it out, trying to calm yourself, breathe, think, relate, routine, see what's happening, get him to calm down, get him to breathe, get him to the moment. It's hard, and it's hard when you are already emotional about what's happening. It breaks my heart some days when he can't get past a moment, and I don't know how to stop the train. I don't know how to stop the moment so that he isn't in that spiraling time frame, that he can move on to something else and be calm. I'll figure it out one day. I'll figure it out one day. Just like he'll be able to tell me what right at the kangaroo means. He does that a lot with 
different landmarks or what I call a landmark. It's where we turn or where we go. He will yell out or blurt something um, that is in his memory for whatever reason and associated with that particular stop sign or light or road or tree that he passes or bridge or underpass or overpass or whatever, whatever the triggers are that are bringing those moments to where we are. He, for the longest time, every time we would go by this one light, having to sit on the, the bridge near this light, this would send him into meltdowns. And I, I want to cry thinking about how hard it was on him to just sit at a light for us to sit at a light. And I use the word just, and it just kind of makes me like just shiver a little because there was no just light to him. He, I, I don't know if it was because he was sitting on this bridge that would just, I'm sure he could feel the shaking or the noise reflections or the shading from the trees or, or something that caused him to have complete meltdowns over being at this light. And it would be the one direction he would have these huge meltdowns, but not the other direction. Now, going through this light now, very rarely does it cause a complete meltdown. Every once in a while, he gets a little caught in the moment and there are things about it. But thankfully, he doesn't have the screaming completely on the floor meltdowns for hours when we get home and in the car just crying and bawling his eyes out because we have had to stop at a light. And it's not even necessarily stopping at the light. Sometimes it was going through the light. But if I went a different way, there were other consequences to the traffic, the lights, the different things. So going one direction, it would cause meltdowns. And thankfully, those have pretty much mostly passed. I want to pray that they stay passed because he goes back through a lot of those moments. But the other direction, most of the time and still to this day, he says it's raining. It does not have to be raining, and he talks completely about it raining. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know why at this particular light, one way causes meltdowns and the other way causes him to talk about it raining, and especially talk about it's raining when it isn't raining. When it's raining, he is talking about it snowing. So there's some kind of connection that he has put on this particular area that he is talking about the weather. I don't know what it means. I don't even, I have no association or can't even begin to understand what the rain means to him at this particular 
place. There's another intersection that he randomly yells at that turn right at the kangaroo. I have no clue what the kangaroo is. Is it the light? Is it the intersection? Is it the way the roads go? Is it a tree he sees that looks like an animal? Is it something that someone said on the radio or when he was in a car or bus or who knows? But for years, he has talked about turning right at the kangaroo. They started doing construction on this intersection, and now he talks about going left or going straight at the kangaroo. Technically, he really can't go straight, but that's the way he references it. It's amazing how his brain works. It is truly amazing. He's beyond intelligent. He knows tons of languages. He knows so many details, but he has a hard time processing things that are happening or not happening to him, with him, for him, routine, all of that. So I'm always looking for ways to help him process, help me process, because I always say that autism is as much about how I handle it as it is about Owen having it. So once I kind of figure out how all those moments work together, then we can move forward. And I think that's kind of where we're at. And he's growing so much and he's learning even more. I mean, his brain is just amazing. So it's finding those middle grounds that I can work with. I can figure out how to help him and then learning together how to move forward. It's taunting sometimes because I don't have those answers. I don't have the way to tell him how to process something or get through something, get over something. But it's learning and growing and loving together. And I tell him that all the time, that we are a team and we have to figure it out together. I breathe. I breathe. It's emotional knowing that my child struggles so hard with things like a stoplight. Who really wants to stop at a stoplight? I sure don't. But we have to use them. We have to have them in our lives when we live in bigger areas. And it's just a part of our everyday world. That's hard to explain to a child that just wants to get home or wants to go look at a tree or wants to drive by his beloved windows because that's like a computer thing and they're just windows they're windows by a whole bunch of restaurants that he loves looking at and he wants to drive by this area three and four and ten and twenty times in a day in a moment of time just drive around this section doesn't want you to stop He doesn't want you to go one way or the other. He wants to drive by these windows. I don't always 
most of the time, some of the time, part of the time, I don't have the answers. I have the love. I have the love for my son and trying to find the answers. That's what we're doing. He has taught me so much about compassion and understanding and love and growing into yourself and finding your what what you want from life, what you want to share with others. And he has some amazing hobbies and he's learning so many things. And I've tried to give him different things that he can work on and different ways that he can work on this. And it's, a, like I said, it's a, a growing and learning experience for me. And I'm trying to figure out how to help him through those moments. We started painting together several years ago, and we paint together with a hand-over-hand method working on his fine motor skills. He helps me paint the backgrounds, and then I paint the rest. Occasionally, he will... um want to paint his own thing, want to paint a a character or something else from a book that he's seen. So we'll paint those and we still do the hand over hand method. But I originally started painting, hoping to help him with his fine motor skills. But I can tell you that it has given me so much more than I can ever imagine giving to him. The joy that comes from painting with my son and experiencing those moments where we are doing something together, even if it's just for a few minutes where he helps me do the backgrounds. But I look at those finished paintings and I see how far we've come. I see the connections and I see the things that we work on. And it's such a joyous time for me knowing that we've painted those together. I started years ago writing our journey about autism. I had been writing for several years at this point, and then once Owen was diagnosed with autism, I just took that and changed my focus. And it's the same with painting. I started doing that with him, you know, to to work on all those skills and Writing is kind of the same way. It has given me so much more to be able to write stuff down and then go back a year, six months, 10 years, you know, later and look at the progress. Even like some of the videos that I have from him when he was younger and I see when he was just learning to talk and, and how the, the supplements and all the different food choices that we made those truly, I believe, helped with him being able to talk and move forward. So it's amazing how everything kind of comes together and working on all of those little bits and pieces to help him grow. And the thing is, I, I mean this so very much. The things that I thought were helping him grow have probably helped me grow more than I can have ever imagined that they've helped him. And learning from him about the way we look at the world and we treat others and we expect things and we expect this, he's given me that great gift. He's given me a gift that I never imagined I would have. And the love that I have for my son 
it's a miracle that I have him. He is my miracle. And so just thinking about those moments, I cherish those days. It's emotional. It's hard. It's sad. It's adventurous. It's wonderful. It's, it's <laughs> every emotion. We, we learn emotions. Owen and I are working on emotions and how to deal with them and how to process them and how to express them. And so here I am trying to express love that I have for my son. And it's hard. It's hard because it's amazing. And it's hard to say all of these incredible things when I just look at my baby and I say, thank you, God, because that is where it's at. That's the fun. That's the amazing. That's the wonderful. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for this journey. I've taken our years, uh, 365 days of autism, and wrote a book. So you can purchase that at Amazon or you can come to my website and uh, there's a link there as well. And my website is sweetbabyo.com. Uh, I have our paintings and our writings and, and everything else in between on our website. And you can also visit our Sweet Baby O page on Facebook and our Sweet Baby O Designs page also on Facebook. That's where I share our artwork, well, our artwork. And I've been uh, posting on there for several years now about our journey with art and how, again, how much it's taught me about life and the emotions that I carry with the journey of sharing this with my son. I thank you for being on the journey with us, and I thank you for taking part of your day to learn a little bit about my emotions, my roller coastery emotions of what life is like with my son. The challenges that he faces and the challenges that I face based on the challenges that he goes through, that's what keeps me moving forward and keeps me trying to learn more and, and grow through the experience. So again, I truly thank you for being on the journey with us. And at the beginning of the show, you heard the song Down This Road, and it is written by Marcus Oglesby with the band Creek Don't Rise about our journey with autism. And everyone that's listened to it has heard you know, something that means to them. So I truly hope that you enjoy it and have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Life ain't always what we thought it would be. Sometimes heavy is the load. I won't give up on you. Don't give up on me. Take my hand. Down this road Take my hand Down this road And understand I understand 
don't understand the way I am when you cry and I don't know why I make you smile when you cry where this road will lead nobody Come with me and let's see just how far it goes. Take my hand, take my little hand, walk with me, and if you can understand, I didn't plan. For this road I'm on But here I stand And life ain't always what we thought it would be Sometimes heavy is the load I won't give up on you Don't give up on Take my hand down this road. Take my hand down this road. Take my hand.